welcome back to Going Wrong with Thick Chick. My name is Angie and I am Thick Chick. Happy New Year. I'm proud to say that I've made it to 2021. A lot of people, a lot of people did not make it to 2021. My brother was a person that did not make it to 2021. And that was something that I had to deal with in 2020 in addition to everything else that I endured. So I'm here talking to you guys from the comforts of my bed after having spinal surgery. Prior to that, having a spinal tap. I've shared a little bit with you guys, but I'm giving you guys details. And I'm going to share with you guys what I've experienced for eight months of 2020. May of 2020, I started to lose certain functions. I was working out and it was like my brain didn't trust my legs. My legs started to feel like noodles to the point where if I ran, I would fall. So I started walking, but then it became harder to walk. It was like I had to concentrate on walking. I kind of like, you know, followed it for a little bit, but then at the same time as I was sitting at my desk working one day, I was having some pelvic pain. So I went to my OB. And when my OB looked, she actually thought I had an STD. So I went a week assuming, thinking I had an STD. I was furious. It's like, what the fuck? Kind <laughs> um, of find out I get a phone call from her. All my tests are negative. It was nothing in regards to that. She stated that the, the pelvic area has a muscle lining that are close to the hips. And I was having a lot of pain in my left hip. So her husband, who's an anesthesiologist, referred me to a hip orthopedic. Went to a hip orthopedic who really didn't see anything, but he said it looked like it had some minor nerve damage in the left upper side of my hip going into the lower lumbar of my back. So he referred me to a spine surgeon. So I went to the spine surgeon and he seemed great. He seemed like he had all the answers, but if you guys know me, I'm a detective in my own right, and I dig. In addition to having um, my back issues, he did additional MRIs and um, found something in my spine. He said it was basically like someone had their foot on a water hose and that he would have to go in there and put rods and it would take 18 months for recovery. But in addition to that, I started to have symptoms with my eyes, issues with bright lights, like bright lights, like I was a vampire, <laughs> like bright lights um, were highly irritating, cognitive issues, headaches. I actually got tired when I went to Pilates. Um, I kind of had a little breakdown because I, I couldn't concentrate on my legs lifting in the air was like I didn't have no control, not just body function control, but like brain control. So I knew something was really wrong. The spine surgeon referred me to a neurologist. He stated, hey, yeah, you know, I have a good friend. He works for Emory. I'm going to refer you to him. So like two weeks passed by, I didn't hear from this this doctor. And when I called them and I said, hey, you know, a referral was sent, they informing that this doctor hasn't worked there in four years. That shit pissed me off. If you're my doctor, you're supposed to have my best interests at heart. You're saying that this is your friend. 
that shit didn't happen. I let that doctor go immediately. I, I don't have time for someone to play with my health, health and not necessarily saying he was playing with my health, but don't lie to me and don't make something seem greater than it is. And then I'm waiting here. And then when I respond back to the doctor to get in, in touch with the doctor, it took days. I don't have days. Every day for me count. So my sister was looking through these magazines and found the top 10 spine doctors in Atlanta. And of course, I did my research on each one of them, looked at their <clears throat> methods, and I found one. When I say from the very first conversation all the way to post-op, they have been what they stated. So let me tell you what I've been dealing with. I really didn't know how partially disabled I was until after my surgery. Losing certain abilities in my legs, walking, tingling in my feet. I'm a shower bath person. I, I, I bathe two to three times a day. I was down to one time a day. Taking a shower, my legs would freeze up. It felt like they were blocks of ice. I couldn't move. It was very difficult to to walk. Going down the stairs was very difficult. Coming up the stairs, I would crawl up the stairs. Working and then standing up from my chair, I would fall, taking the first step. And it got to the point to where I was paying my kids like extra allowance to wash my clothes, make my bed, clean my room, clean out my closet, do things for me that I wouldn't normally do because I couldn't do them. I had someone to come clean my house and I was just kind of dealing with it, going along with it, adjusting to it until I figured out what was wrong with me. But I didn't know the disability that was going on with me. So the spine surgeon had told me I possibly could have MS. If you know anything about MS, I think it's one of the most heartbreaking diagnoses that a doctor could tell you that you have without knowing that you really have it. My disabilities were coming at a rapid speed. There are people who live with MS and function just fine. The way that my issues were coming was that maybe in a year, I would, would have probably been in a home with someone caring for me. I got to the point to where I didn't just lose lower functions of my body. I lost my sexual feel, my clitoris, couldn't feel it anymore. I couldn't feel my pelvic area anymore. I had incontinence where I was peeing on myself or, you know, the, the commercial gotta go, gotta go, gotta go right now. That just wasn't even, it was, it was, if it was a thought to pee, boom, there you go. But yeah, no, I wasn't wearing no depends. I was fighting it every step of the way. I got to the point to where I couldn't feel my butt, my bowel. And on my journey, I got to the point where my bowels were moving three times, four times a day. This hat took me to once every few days. So I knew something was definitely wrong. And all I knew is I needed to overcome this. I needed to figure out what was wrong and I needed it taken care of 
ASAP. I'm going to be honest. As a woman, to lose your, your female villain, oh my God. I thought about so many people, not that I know them, but people who are paralyzed and who are in wheelchairs, people who have cancer. There were so many things that I thought about during this time. And it was very emotional for me because we never know how we take our abilities for granted. You expect to have your legs and walk. You expect to have orgasms on a regular basis. You expect to be able to go to the bathroom and take a shit at your leisure. This was taken away from me and I wouldn't wish it on anybody. So my neurosurgeon had figured out the spine situation and we learned that he could fix it. Now the brain situation. So I had an MRI done on my brain and it turned out I had something called pseudotumorous cerebri. Cerebri, cerebrum, it's basically, I guess it's the same thing, I'm not a doctor. So I'm going to give you guys a definition because this, I really want my obese plus size thick chicks to listen to. Pseudotumor cerebri is also called idiopathic intracranium hypertension. It's when you have pressure on your brain and it says pressure inside of the skull. And basically the symptoms are symptoms as if you would have like a tumor or like you would have some type of illness or something going on in your brain, but there's nothing. There's nothing there. You just have these odd symptoms, basically. Um, Some of the symptoms are blurred vision, double vision. It could be partial loss of vision, nausea, vomiting, headaches, dizziness, ringing in the ears. I did have, it wasn't ringing in the ears. I had like water sounds in my ears sometimes. Is it serious? I think anything that put pressure on your brain is serious. I think anything that, so my neurosurgeon referred me to an ophthalmologist where they did all these tests on my eyes to determine the abilities and functions of my eyes. And said my eyes were still healthy, but there was some pressure on my eyes. So they scheduled me for a lumbar puncture, puncture. And the spinal tap is basically where they put this needle in the lower part of your spine. And they flip you over and they add a tube to it to kind of see this the pressure in your brain. And my pressure was 280 normal pressure is 120 to 160. So they drained the pressure from my brain by removing some of the spinal fluid and they brought me down to 140. Could I see or tell a difference immediately? Yes, I did. Sometimes we don't know certain things that go on with us because we're, we're human. You know, we have all sorts of little ailments, hurts and pains going on. I didn't have the sensitivity to bright lights anymore. I didn't have um, any blurred vision here and there anymore. So it was something that I could immediately tell the difference of. But this is 
happening in obese women. There's nothing, if you were to Google this or go to a medical profession professional and ask them about this, some people, like some of my nurses when I was in the hospital, didn't even know what this was because it's something that's unspoken that you just don't know until something happens and you go to the doctor. There's so many ailments that happen to plus size, obese men and women that you don't know what's plaguing you until you go to the doctor or until you go go to the hospital, you have an issue with hypertension, then you find out you have diabetes, and then you find out that, oh, you have to get your leg cut off and all sorts of shit that just happens all at one time. My back issue is because I had a lot of weight on my back. I had a certain posture on my back. You lose so much weight off of your back. You stand differently because you're working out. And your back, it's, it's, it's kind of like, oh, we're not used to this stance. <laughs> we're not used to this. So, yeah, it put pressure on some nerves in my back because it just wasn't used to 50 to 70 pounds less of weight. I would say maybe 50 pounds. The brain situation has been taken care of. The back situation has been taken care of. When I woke up from surgery, it was the most unbelievable, loved feeling that I have ever had in my life. I could wiggle my toes. I can move my leg. I could feel places and parts that I wasn't able to feel for months at a time. I can't even explain it to you. And I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say I want it to happen to you so you can just have that feeling. Because again, I wouldn't wish this on anyone. Having weight on your body makes you more susceptible, higher risk, and more prone to sicknesses, diseases, ailments, medical situations, all sorts of shit that aren't common, that people don't never speak of, talk about, think about. I never ever would have thought that I would have experienced what I've experienced in 2020. To lose my legs, to lose my my normal functions, to work hard to better myself, to love myself, and then that happened to me. It was heartbreaking. The day that I found out that I didn't have MS, oh, I was just like a thousand pound weight taken off my body. It was like I could breathe. It was like I knew I can continue to live life. I don't want any of you guys, any of you women or men out there to have to experience the feelings that I went through, to have to endure any of the pains or discomforts that I just went through. My purpose is to speak life into you all, is to tell you to get up. You're not supposed to be sitting down. You're not supposed to be com- comfortable. I'm sitting here from my, my bed is speaking to you guys. And let me tell you, it's been the most miserable time of my life because the old big girl, I would have loved this. Laying in my bed, watching TV, eating shit, chilling, you know, trying to get better. It, it probably would have taken me longer to get better with the weight. But me, I'm not who I used to be, so I can't even find a good TV show to watch because I don't watch TV anymore. 
they had me so high on meds that I couldn't even read. I can't even read text, text messages. I've been talking to people on the phone that I didn't even know I was talking on the phone until days later. I never want to be sitting here high on opioids. This is not for me. I don't want any of you, my community, my family, my friends, people I don't know, people I love. I don't want any of you to have to experience anything due to your weight. And people can't feel bad for us. People can't feel bad for you because we do this to ourselves. We put the shit in our mouths. It's not like we were just born with it. Everything you put in your mouth, you control. Every time you don't get up and exercise or become active or choose betterment, you control. So when it comes to a situation like mine, I couldn't blame anyone but me. And I really didn't feel sorry for myself. I mean, I have points where I did, but I really couldn't feel sorry for myself because these are the consequences of choices I made. Some of you, you're out there. You have the choice to choose better. You have the choice to want better. You have every option out there to you. There's no fucking excuses. For me, I don't give myself fucking excuses anymore. An excuse is nothing but a road to death. Think about that every time you make an excuse not to get up and work out. Every time you think about going through that drive through every time you think about putting the bullshit in your mouth that you're probably about to put in your mouth as you're listening to this podcast, think about that. I don't know you, but I love you. Why do I love you guys? Because you guys are like me. Some of you were like me. Living is better than dying Being here for your kids, and even if you don't have kids, being here to bear your kids, being here for your husband, or if you don't have a man, being here for yourself with the opportunity of dating and wanting to love a man is everything. Live with me.